Hey, Brooke, how are you doing this evening? Super duper. How are you? Awesome. So good to see you. Thank you so much. Um, as always, good to, good to have us uh, here back again. And thank yeah. you all for listening. Thank you. Yes. So <laughs> we have a, um, yeah, sorry, still trying to figure out that that intro, but we'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, we'll have like a song or a little dance when we come on or, you know. <laughs> I, you know what? I did create a beat and I, sh- I know I sent it to you, but I, yeah, I still have yet to use it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I feel like it'd be cheesy if we had like the same like, hey, how, I don't know. We're not yeah. good at the intro thing. We just come on here and say our stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know what? It's genuine. That's cool. Yeah, it's not. It really is genuine. Like that. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. Well, we have it, you know, as always, man, I feel like some of these shows are so obviously divinely inspired and, 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 and uh, Brooke just got back from, I feel, uh, doing exactly what we're going to be discussing today, which is during this awakening process, you almost have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable. Yes, you know, absolutely. Step, yeah. Stepping out of your norm. And, and I, you know, we're not saying obviously these aren't rules, but you know, when you're breaking these old programs, it's not a comfortable thing that you're doing. You know, when you're breaking these these old ways of thinking, these old ways of living and doing things, it's just not a very comfortable thing to do because it's all new, you know, it's, it's new to you. You're stepping into this new belief system of like, okay, because I'll tell you what, one time, so often is it, do they tell me that everything like they give us actually Brooke just asked me the other week, you know, I wonder if they hold back some information and I, and, and, and I, they definitely do because um, I feel like what they're trying to do is they reveal a little bit of the next step. You know, you get these, these little subtle inclinations like, okay, I need to, I need to do something here. And then you, but where the discomfort comes in, in is actually doing it. It's making that step. Yeah. And I think we have to do the baby steps because there's even a weeks that we're doing a podcast that, I'm getting so much information that I don't want to spit it all out. And that like, I feel like they are trying to keep a flow with this, like kind of like an order in order to help us be able to clear and get rid of and not give us like all these things all at once to do, but just taking us step by step in this process that we're in. And I feel that every time, you know, we always thought it was so cool that you and I would be on this same wavelength. But, you know, we're not the only ones, Mm -hmm. you know, so many people when we do these podcasts say, that's what I need to hear. That's what I'm going through too. So I do believe it's a collective, you know, it's a collective getting this information at the same time. Totally. You know? Yep. Absolutely. And it's interesting too, because I was already getting this information about being uncomfortable and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable or doing things that that are uncomfortable getting used to to those types of motions and uh brooke and i had a conversation over the weekend where she's like man i'm doing something that's completely out of my comfort zone i'm just sitting there going no kidding like that's exactly what i'm experiencing right now the exact same thing so yeah what do you and chris explained it as you know getting comfortable with being uncomfortable And the way I was explaining it was in the terms of letting go, because it's very uncomfortable to let go of Mm -hmm. 
what we've always thought we were, what, how we've always just done things and how we've always, well, this is the way I've always done it. Well, this is the way, and that's where I'm comfortable, you know? And um, yeah, this weekend I had to let go of something I hold on to. And uh, yeah, it turned out really good. Awesome. But it was very, and it wasn't just me. It was, um, you know, I guess even like through families, you do find a lot of like similarities and three of the people I were with were like, I don't do this. Like, I got to be home for the family. I have to. So there was a lot of us experiencing this all within the same hotel room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll tell you, like, I could feel that energy. Like everybody was just, it was, it was interesting. Well, that you're absolutely right. And, and this isn't just like an action, but this is actually a, a, a new, like at times it could be a new way of thinking you know so it could be an action but it could also be uh, that makes you uncomfortable but but that's where you're being led so you you're trying to do it but it's hard to make that step but it could also be a way of thinking and i'll tell you what you're touching on something there you did both an action and and a mindset because yeah sometimes you know when we have kids we we struggle with like finding that time to maybe go meditate because we feel like we're being selfish by not like spending that hour with our kids or that half hour or 15 minutes or whatever you're doing to meditate. And we're like, ah, I shouldn't do that because I need to spend time with them. But that's part of the uncomfortableness is like, okay, you know what? I need this time for myself. I need to take this time and do something so that I can grow and be the best version of that I can for my kids. So taking that hour, half hour, uh, 45 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is, is extremely important. And and it's uncomfortable to change that mindset of needing to be there, you know, after maybe you just got home from an eight hour day, an eight hour uh, work day, and you still want to take time for yourself. That's okay. And that's part of that process of being uncomfortable. And I'll tell you, so just this past weekend, I was, um, I found this guy, his name's Wim Hof, W-I-M Hof, H-O-F. And he has this, he's, he's like the ice man is what they call him. And his whole thing is, um, he does these breathing techniques to be in the cold. So he will take completely cold showers or jump into a completely ice bath that's frozen and he'll break the ice and sit in it. But his whole thing is his whole thing is I do it. He does it because he wants to, um, he does it for like cardiovascular reasons and immune system health. And, um, I forget the other one, but he does it. And, and he uses these breath techniques to like mind over matter to overcome the cold so that he could do it. He actually hiked Kilimanjaro, Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa, uh, with shorts and anyone that, knows, oh my God. yeah, it's, and it, it, like that mountain is freezing. So, um, but my point here is that <clears throat> when I saw him, what I got from it was not necessarily a need to like make my immune system better, but what I did get from it was exactly what we're talking about. So I started these ice showers to make myself uncomfortable so that I could actually begin to get used to being uncomfortable because there's definitely something coming. There's a shift coming and we need to really rethink 
some things. I mean, we don't need it. I don't like using that terminology, but when you start this awakening process, you, you, you are stepping out into something new. You are being something different. You're breaking these old programmed uh, mindsets and you are stepping into who you are. You're allowing your soul to step forward and to take you to where you're meant to go. And part of that is breaking these norms. And that is no easy task. And it's, it requires a mindset change and, you know, the physical action of taking that leap of faith and stepping into it. And it's only going to get harder if we don't start doing the work, you know, and we talked about this, you know, probably six, eight months ago, like there's been a shift that has occurred already. And I think there's going to continue to be shifts. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's, the, one of the last shifts that occurred is making it harder for us to not face these things. Mm-hmm. You know, so right now we really have to start letting go or we're going to be made more uncomfortable, more uncomfortable, more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so we finally have no choice but to break. But right now, just knowing this information, you have that choice to yep. start working on it now. And I know that, um, you know, you probably heard it referred to, probably a lot of people listen to this podcast have heard it referred to as shadow work is kind of like along the lines of this. And, um, you know, so when we can look at ourselves and see what we have to let go of, you know, we have to face ourselves and go, okay, I'm not perfect, obviously. So let me start finding out what about me is not perfect and how can I start to change this? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, one thing I realized about myself was- N- Not that perfection is the goal. No, no, no. absolutely not. Exactly. But you know, what is it about me that I need to work on, you know? Mm-hmm. Or what is it about me that I feel like it's not my soul, but it's just how I've thought I've had to be as a human. It's how I thought I've had to do things you know, that are against what my soul really wants to be doing. Yep. Um, so you start doing the work now. And, you know, something I realized is I was, when my cousins asked me to go away, I'm like, okay. And I realized how hard it was for me to go away. And then I go, well, why is it hard for me to go away? Mm-hmm. So, you know, anytime you find yourself in a situation to where it's hard for you or, or where you're feeling some kind of anxiety about it, you're feeling some way about it, ask yourself, okay, why is this hard for me? What is it about this? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was hard to go away because I've kind of created a whole network of codependence on me (laughs) because Brooke feels like it's her job to help save everybody she's in contact with. So in me thinking that I've actually created this network of people that really, really, really depend on me. And then I had to say to myself, okay, well, Brooke, what's wrong with that? Okay, well, your job here is to help guide people, make them self-sufficient, and you've got all these people relying on you. And um, so, yeah, and well, another thing is I, I'm really bound to my responsibilities and I'm bound to my commitments, you know, and I already told you, yes, we can do the podcast. I already, you know, I had a friend I take care of the one night. I had a party. I had to like, I had to cancel all these things. So that was so uncomfortable for me to even begin to like cancel all these things. Um, but it was kind of relinquishing this like, 
a bit of a control issue that I had, you know, it was kind of like letting that go going, guess what? My husband can function on his own. My children can function without me. My mom can function without me, you know? And I think it was just as good for all of them as it was for me. Absolutely. But like I said, we want to recognize it's easier if we start the work ourselves because what is going to happen if we don't start looking at what we have to let go of? And it could be a lot of things. I mean, anything that causes you guilt, anything that causes you shame, fear, um, control, um, feeling of lack, anything that you find that triggers these emotions, you want to start shedding now because either we do it on our own or we're going to start getting nudges to do it. Yep. And we're going to get more uncomfortable and more unhappy. And our, you know, our emotions are going to tell us this, our feelings are going to tell us this. And then if we're still ignoring them, we're going to get a life situation happen to us. That's going to give us no choice, but to really be uncomfortable and really move. So I just, I feel like it's best if we can start to recognize those things on our own and start putting in that work of what it is we want to shed or what it is that we can let go of absolutely yes totally and you're so right the intuition guys with the shifts that are occurring the intuitions the guide the guides our guides are all stepping forward with so much more energy and influence and i know i know you guys listening to this know this you hear it you feel these nudges and you're like man i feel like i should do something and you're you keep pushing it back. You're pushing it down. You're like, nah, get away, get away. I don't know why I feel that. I'm telling you, we are telling you, you feel that because your guides and your soul are talking to you. That intuition is true. And I, we encourage you greatly to listen to it. It's, it is how they guide us. And the more, I mean, everything Brooke's saying is absolutely true. The more that we subdue or, or, or suppress these intuitive nudges that we get, the more anxious we feel, the more unhappy we feel in balance, unbalanced. Um, and the more that you can step out of this old way of thinking, this old way of ignoring that and just pressing along because society tells you, you need to make so much money or have a certain amount of toys or whatever it is, you know, the, the, the quicker you can get out of that mindset and get into, Hey, this is what I need to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, oh my gosh, the more freedom you are going to feel. Yeah. And if you're listening to your soul, your soul is not going to steer you wrong. Exactly. You know, it's that human side of us, the human side going, well, I, I can't quit this job because I, I need this, I need this money, you know, or I can't just leave this house because, you know, I've done this or that, or, oh, I can't, that's that human side. But if your soul is telling you other, mm-hmm. they're going to make a path for you. You know, but why I say it's easier to make the decision ahead of time is you just take a, for instance, you know, you're working a job and all of a sudden you become a little bit unhappy with it. Well, that already could be your soul starting to guide you, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're there for a couple of weeks and you realize that feeling is getting worse, mm-hmm. you know, but you're hanging out at that, you know, you're still there. And you may have even had little nudges here and there, maybe even a job offer here and there that you're like, nah, yeah, I can't do that because I'm set right here. This is like, I got my plan working out here. So I, I, you know, you might even be getting job offers or experiences that people are offering you and you're even putting those aside. Well, there will come a time where if you're not moving, 
you might end up fired or you might end up in some way losing that job if that is the ultimate. So it's just easier and it's smoother when we start realizing these things on our own and making those things because you know you end up just losing your job it's like oh crap what do i do now when i have a choice but to move but you know if you recognize in the beginning you may have been able to make a smoother transition yep either way i promise you the outcome is going to be good but it's going to be a little easier if you are just go with that guidance system in the beginning instead of it kind of being forced upon us <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know like intuition is always presenting itself. If you keep getting mm-hmm. this feeling that continues to present itself, like, okay, I need to, let's say, make a move or I need to quit my job or whatever it is. Um, I do encourage personally, I, I encourage a lot of people that I work with to sit with the feeling. You don't want to act on it. You know, you feel one day and you're like, okay, I'm acting on it. No, you, you want to give it time. And right. you want to see how the nudge. And when I say time, I'm not saying like, you know, just see what your intuition is, is telling you. And, um, but you sit with it for a little bit, couple days and, and just see how it continues to reoccur. And, and, um, you know, like for instance, last year when I quit my job, um, I didn't even have a job left. And I sat with that for months um, probably close to six months. I knew something was happening. I'm like, I'm, I'm not feeling the job anymore, not feeling it. And I just sitting with it, sitting with, and I know something's happening. I feel it. I just don't know when to make the move. And then all of a sudden it hit me. Okay. It's time. And then bam, just, I was done. And, um, you know, I haven't looked back since, and I completely started a new career. Obviously, you guys know about this story. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that's my point is that you just see what's reoccurring within you. You and 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 allow the intuition to take you where you're you're meant to go when you know, when we're not in alignment, we have one foot in one foot out of that alignment phase. You know, we're still holding on to this old program of fear and and anxiety and oh my gosh what if and we can what if ourselves all day but when you fully step into that alignment and go okay you know what i know i'm going to where i where i'm meant to go and you do it with this faith that is okay and and let me tell you this it's not like it's going to be all roses you know that's that's (laughs) not what we're saying it's there is nothing about this immediate future right here that is going to be roses let me tell you, I'm seeing it with my own eyes. It is so hard for everybody right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am seeing it. Like I said, I try to stay away from information, but I, you know, got, I've, uh, his name is Alexander and I forget his whole name. Some people may even know who, right, who I'm talking to, talking about, but he's the one that I remember hearing back in November and December talking about this shift where it's going to get harder and harder to not stay on your path because those feelings and emotions are going to be stronger to where you almost cannot deny when you are off the path. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I heard that and I kind of like let that information go, but these last couple of months, I am seeing it. I am seeing it everywhere. I mean, I am seeing people really start to follow their souls and I'm seeing the people that have the resistance up to it. And they're really in a bad place right now. Mm. You know, they are not in a good place, but I see a lot of people giving into this that they're like, I'm moving. Mm -hmm. I'm starting a business. You know, I've always wanted to go to Arizona. 
you know, I've always, I want to be a scuba diver. I mean, I am seeing people really like start to like listen to their soul. Mm -hmm. And so like, I have no doubt now that what this, what this guy, Alexander was talking about, like, I see it now. And I'm like, I think he was dead on with that information Mm -hmm. that it is now our souls are trying to be who they came here to be. Yep. Well, yeah, there's so much more light being brought in that is plain. And that allows with that light allows our souls and our guides to really step forward even more so with more energy to allow for these, not only these, these shifts to occur within us, you know, they, they, their communication is just so much more prevalent and um, yeah. So if we don't listen to it, Brooks, right. You're, you're going to know it because you're not going to feel happy. Yeah. And just happiness doesn't come with these, with fine, you know, having a bank load of money or, eight cars it's not about that it is about following your happiness and if that's living in a shack which i totally feel go do that you know and be happy be your authentic self yeah and that's what um oh just totally lost it oh no Um, you'll get it back i will i will if it was important i will i will definitely get it back (laughs) (laughs) oh but i i think just you know with all the information that's out there, even, you know, Chris and I are always getting information and we know there's so much information out there. Matter of fact, there's things we don't talk about because we know that 85 million other people have podcasts on that already. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've had friends go, Hey, you should do a podcast on like December, 2021. But I'm like, but you can Google Dece- or December 20, like last year, 2020, yeah. that yeah. all the stuff was going on. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, but you can Google that right now and find 80 videos saying the exact same thing. So we're trying to give you guys a different perspective, mm-hmm. you know, so you and I, I'm, I'm glad that we're not always talking in the exact same way as the information that's out there. We're trying to give you guys different perspectives on it than doing the same thing everybody else is doing on these podcasts right now. But I think what I've been feeling that I really just want people to do right now, you know, if, um, if information helps you and, and, you know, so follow, follow that. If you get the urge to look up something about something, but I am urging the people that live their whole day, looking at information, searching for information. I'm urging you to stop and look at yourself for a minute, you know, stop and look, you know, is there something that you feel this guilt inside or shame or fear or anger, fear, especially, or a sense of lack or a sense of, and start talking to your soul right now, because now is the time that information is always going to be there and you can find it when you need it. But if you're somebody that's, that that's all you do is inundate yourself with what everybody else is saying, please stop and look in your soul right now. Mm-hmm. You know, cause that's, that's where we're at right now that we really have to be doing this work on the inside right now. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I think, I think this is a good time to bring up. I, I just channeled a message the other day about um, how souls get trapped here, you know, in the, in, in this plane and what they, they indicated uh, a couple of reasons. Um, and also told me also uh, were telling me how to help these souls. But anyway, what they said was that, a soul could get trapped here if they have too much of an attachment to something here, whether it be a person, a house, a situation, whatever it is. And they, they don't want to let go 
of that situation when the time to cross over is presented. So they, so the soul already knows when it's going, but if it's not willing, like the human aspect that with that soul is not willing to let it go to this situation, then it, it's, it resides here and it doesn't let it go. And what they said is, Oh, another, another way is if you have an, a low vibrational attachment that is also present uh, at the time of your crossing that that was already attached to you, that that could also cause um, a soul to be trapped here. Now they have said to me many, many times that they are present and even channeled here that they are present at every passing. But if the soul chooses not to go because they are too attached to something here or the low vibrational attachment that they already have is convincing them not to go, then they don't go. And what they, what they said over the past weekend was that if that happens, the ascension process for that soul is paused. It is not happening, but it will reside again. It will start up again once the soul does cross over. And that's where light workers come in. Light workers come in to offer light to that soul and to help it cross over. And I'll tell you, I've, I've helped clear um, many houses and of trapped souls. And I'll tell you this, because they always say like, what Brooke and I are talking about right now is, is so important. Um, and it's, it has such um, impact. When I was clearing this one house, we were, we were up in the attic and I could hear Archangel Michael and Jesus and the soul that was trapped here all communicating through me as if I were the radio. So I have the guy over here and he's talking and Archangel Michael and Jesus are saying, come to the light. Let, you know, allow this soul to come up. And the owners of the house were right behind me. And they said to the guy, your thoughts are not helping this matter and allowing this gentleman to reside here if you don't change them. You're giving him a handle, basically, to hold on to. Then they went to the wife. Now, they, the, these people were not saying anything. They were just simply standing behind me. And they went to the wife, and they said, thank you for your thoughts. After a while, we were able to get the, the spirit to cross over. But after that, I asked the guy what the heck he was thinking of. I was, I was like, well, are you doubting? Were you doubting what was going on? Were you questioning it? And he goes, yeah, I was actually, I was actually doubting everything that was happening. And Archangel Michael said, that is what that soul was using to reside here, to, to not leave. He was, it was holding on to that low vibration. Exactly okay. Right. Yeah. But it was the wife that, and, and my own that were giving him more power in the light and as well as Archangel Michael and Jesus. And he eventually left and the house was cleared. Well, you definitely gave me more inspiration to keep holding this light. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. it's definitely inspiring. To, and like, and the other awesome thought to all that is, is, you know, some people, I think, I think some people fear being a lost soul or some people fear, you know, that aspect of it, of, you know, not ascending, but look, the light still keeps on working so hard to mm. get you there mm -hmm. like it's yeah. not like you had this one shot and yeah. you didn't get there like the light will keep working and keep trying to send light and beings to you until your soul is ready to go yep 
So and you don't that's, that's exactly right, Brooke. And you bring up a great point. Like you don't bring fear to this whole idea. And that's not why we tell you this right now. We we tell you this simply because it's just information that we've been getting and something that that we just wanted to discuss. But you don't bring fear to it. You simply be who you are, knowing that you're going to go up when it is time. Um, we simply tell you this. Yeah, again, as as information. Sorry. <laughs> Started to yeah. re, re, um, repeat myself, and I don't mean to. Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> Every time I watch a podcast back, I'm like, okay, you just said that, Brooke. Why are you why do you keep repeating the same thing? It's like I'm rubbing yeah. off on you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, it's not fear that you want to bring. You want to bring love, light, and the knowing that you are gonna go when the time is right. However, it is important to know that we, you know, how much of an attachment do you have to certain things here in this realm? And it's and and, and honestly. So many more souls go over than the absolutely. I was ready to say that not. I believe that like this. I believe a trapper lost soul is such a rarity. I used to work for hospice, and I will tell you, I've probably been with roughly three hundred people during their process of passing Mm -hmm. and passing, and you know, of the three hundred, I've only ever seen one struggle. And I think that the light still won for him, but most of the people, I call it the one foot in, one foot out stage to where like, yes, your body is still here. Your heart is still beating, but there's a part of your soul that's already being acclimated to the other side, you know, to make a, maybe a smoother transition, you know, it's already being acclimated and um, you can kind of see that lights are on, but nobody's home, (laughs) you know? And uh, during those time periods, I would hear my people just you know, like even if they had been nonverbal for like a week in a comatose state, all of a sudden they would just talk and they put their hands up and go, oh, you should see it here. You know, oh, the water is so beautiful. Or they would be mentioning the train coming around with like their mom and dad on it coming to pick them up. You know, people that have already been already passed over. Um, they talk about parties. They talk about all these wonderful things. And I'd only ever had one patient that it was like, I felt like I was literally watching this battle for his soul. And he got to that part that I call the point of no return, which means that you don't return from this. And he got there three times. (laughs) And, you know, I would go from one day him talking about, you know, fierce things he saw that were scary and dark. And the next day I'd walk into his room and he would say, did you see her? I'm like, no, you know, who? And I knew nobody was there, you know, other than me. And uh, he's like, oh, she was beautiful. You know, she came to tell me about, you know, the light and came to tell me about. And then I was like, oh, I must have passed her. She must have been leaving as I was coming in. But I could literally watch. And it was for months. Usually this would happen. A person would talk about like the good stuff for a couple of days before they would let go and pass. This was months that one day it would be this dark scary thing he talked about the next day would be the beautiful people that were singing in his room the beautiful angels that were visiting him the beautiful this went on and on until he finally let go and so of course I had to go with the fact that light one you know is what I stuck with for him Mm -hmm. but it was like I was literally watching this battle and he was he was so bound to this place um you couldn't even you know he was going on 90 
But if you even mentioned him passing, he was not okay with it. <laughs> you know, I talk about passing all the time. I mean, I've talked about that since I was in my teens, you know, um, but he was never okay with it. He didn't want you to talk about anybody passing. He didn't want you to mention a funeral. He didn't want you to talk about, you know, it was time for him to kind of get some affairs in order. Mm. He didn't want to do that. He had so many, he was so attached and he would straight tell you, I don't want to leave here. I like it here. Mm. You know, he would tell you that he didn't want to leave here. Yep. And so it was no doubt, like it made so much sense after hearing him talk about these things or the things that he couldn't talk about for so long to then watch this battle. It just made so much sense in his case. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, and that is something that is interesting too, because the, the, the house that I was just telling you about that, I, that, that we cleared, um, that soul was not an angry soul. He, he yeah. just liked it here. And yeah. yeah, when, when they were telling him or asking him to come to the light, he was like, he was saying, mm, I like this family though. I yeah. like it here in this house. And, you know, Archangel Michael and Jesus are like, no, but you have to, you know, come because you have to free the soul, free the soul in essence, saying you have to allow the soul to begin that ascension process again, to start it again, because right now it's in a pause state. So it's really, really interesting how that all worked out. And I'll tell you um, another thing. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they I mean, some souls, yes, could be trapped and could be angry. But then there are other souls who could be trapped and then have this attachment, this low vibrational attachment that comes onto them and then uses it to begin to inflict low vibration that like that's where right. you start to get into like this low vibrational hauntings. And that was actually another situation just happened where there was a really low vibrational um, haunting in a farm in California. And that house, that farm reached out to me through, it was on a TV show. And this freaking thing reached out to me through the TV show and was like, help me. And yeah. we did, we brought the light and it, they said it was cleared. They above said it was cleared, but I'm sorry. I, I don't why why we are bringing this up is simply because we were tying it in because of uh, the attachments. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because something Chris and I talked about was like, okay, so they're attached to like, they, you know, some choose to stay because they never really wanted to leave here anyway. But then I was, we were talking before the podcast saying like, can this, you know, amount of guilt or shame or these feelings that we don't need inside of us can that be so low vibrational that that does keep us here, mm -hmm. you know? And um, like I was talking to, and I, I'm at the point now to where it, this whole guilt, shame and fear thing has really been on me lately to where when I hear people talk about, um, there's like, oh, I feel so guilty over this. It's almost like a good trigger for me now to go, no. no, you know, I had a coworker today um, who she goes through so much guilt, her, she has aging parents and she's very busy herself. And um, she had somebody call her and she, she does what she can for them. She always offers to go grocery shopping or whatever she can, but there's some things that are out of her means that really they need a caregiver for, mm -hmm. you know, that she's not able to provide these things for them. And she actually wasn't feeling like, of course she had a certain amount of guilt on her, but then she got a phone call from like somebody who is helping the family 
and tried to put all this guilt and shame onto this coworker of mine. Mm. And it worked. She couldn't go to sleep at night. She was thinking of the awful person she was, you know, she was, so I talked to her today and I said, no, 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 no. I said, the person that called you is in the wrong. And I said, you should have left your guilt with that person, mm. you know, because I said, that person is, is in a place of authority to say yes or no, to be choosing to help your parents or not help your parents. Mm -hmm. This person doesn't get to put that guilt onto you. Mm -hmm. And I said, you don't get to accept this guilt. You know, I said, you go to your parents' house and, you know, her parents are telling her, honey, we don't need anything, you know? So, but she still feels guilty because she thinks they're hiding what they need from her. I was like, look, you go there. And while you're there, you go, hey, mom, dad, while I'm here, can I run, this, run to the store for you? And they say, oh, no, thank you, honey. Hey, mom and dad, while I'm here, can I do anything for you? No, thank you, honey. I said, there, you've done, done your job. I was like, just because somebody else is having a hard time dealing with them, mm -hmm. they don't get to call and put that on you. Mm -hmm. I said, that's on them. I said, the, I said, the only problem with that whole situation isn't the friend that called you. It's you accepting that guilt and taking that guilt for yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's what I say. We really need to evaluate ourselves right now and see all of these. We all have them. You know, we all have these low vibrational feelings somewhere in us. Mm -hmm. We have to find them, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of ask ourselves why and begin to release them and begin the letting go process, so true. you know, cause it's just going to get so much harder or you're going to end up in a situation where you're not going to have a choice, but it's better if you can choose it now and start doing the work. Absolutely. And you bring up such a profound, great point. And I know I say that all the time with you and I'm sorry, but it's true. You make me <laughs> feel special. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So I've, I channeled for this woman before because part of that stepping out and doing things that are not comfortable does include or will make other people not necessarily feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And somebody's, they say it all the time when I channel for people, um, you cannot steal someone else's pain. You cannot take that from them. Your purpose in life is not to live um, it's to live for you and not to live for someone else and their happiness. Are we to be of service to people? Absolutely. Yes, mm -hmm. completely. But if your happiness is taking you to where, wherever, and by you leaving someone else is unhappy, that's unfortunate, but that's their cross to bear. And it's not a burden for you. Just like when we were saying earlier, when you come home from work and you're like, you know what? I need to take my hour to meditate. And I feel guilty for leaving my kids for that hour with whoever, <clears throat> like your husband or your wife to watch them while you take that time to do what, you know, what you're being called to do. Mm -hmm. That is okay. And I, I channeled for a woman before and they were harping. They would not talk about anything else and they said they kept telling her <clears throat> you are stealing someone else's um burden you are you are removing a um a potential growth from these individuals you are not to do this please stop and they kept they would not th that's all they kept saying for literally an hour straight that's all they would tell this lady you're not living you are being called to do something else 
and you are resisting it. And as a result, you're unhappy because you are holding on to what you think you should do. And you're not. That's not the way to do it. Ultimately, what happened was this lady was um, basically adopting her nieces and nephews. Her niece was in prison and um, she was taking on the responsibility of three kids. <clears throat> all young and this lady was somewhat older and they kept saying and I didn't even know what was going on I didn't even know what they were saying it about and honestly when she came in everything that they they were saying she's like oh, I don't I don't even I don't even know what they're talking about Chris I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure and then at the end she finally said what was going on and I'm like oh that makes complete sense by the end of the session she still refused to believe that that's what it was and in reality it really was they were talking about her kids because her nieces and nephews, because mm -hmm. she wanted to give them up for adoption in her heart. She felt that so strongly, but she kept saying, no, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. That's not, that's not who I am. And to this day, I'm still, I still want to go to this woman and say, you are robbing these souls of their lessons. They agreed yeah. upon the experiences that they are meant to experience and you are not allowing them that opportunity. And so this goes back to fighting your soul versus the human condition. Cause you know, we are told like, you know, by society or human beings, like if my niece or nephew were up for adoption and I didn't for, even though my soul would feel a certain way saying like, Nope, this is not you right now, but I'm going by society. Cause I know that my friends are gonna be like, what? You didn't adopt your nieces and nephews? What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. But if I'm listening to my soul and my soul is saying, no, th this one's not for you. Like, I understand that you're, you know, this one's not for you because who knows? Who knows what the answer would have been? They would have gone on to, you know, do something else or be something else or learn something else that their soul was here to learn. So that's why I say you have to listen to your soul. And that's something else that came to me this week no one else is going to understand your journey. Mm -hmm. No one else is going to understand why you said that you would do a certain thing or why you said that you wouldn't do a certain thing yep. because you will be judged by a society standard. You will be judged by, you know, how they think things should go. But if you're listening to your soul, I mean, there's been so many times that, you know, my mom, my people I've taken into my house, I don't just take it anybody. I only take in who I've had on my heart. I almost already knew it was going to be a situation, but like I've had family members not talk to me because how dare I put my family up? I bring this person in. How dare I do this? How dare I do that? But I knew what I was doing at the time because I felt it in my soul. I felt it in my heart that this was the right thing to do. And there's times that me being a person that always wants to do the right thing for people for as many things that I've done that are right for people, there's also been times that in my soul, the answer was no, mm -hmm. you know, in my soul, the answer was no. Like there's times that I always answer the phone for certain people. Um, and I know that it's going to be a situation. I've had occurrences where my phones rang and I jump because I see who it is. I know they need something. And literally my soul was said, not this time, mm -hmm. you know, not this time they have to figure it out themselves this time, mm -hmm. you know? So I think I've had enough training now where I feel pretty keen in that aspect. And, but you have to get comfortable enough with knowing that people are not going to understand why you're doing what you're doing. 
in your journey. And they could be the people closest to you. It could be your spouse. It could be your children. It could be your parents. But if it is something that you feel in your soul that is bringing you peace to have to say that no or to do that thing that they don't want you to do, but you feel in your soul, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do it, but nobody else is ever going to understand your journey. Exactly. Exactly right. And, and, and it's not, that's not your concern. Your concern yeah. is to follow your heart and the heart and the intuition, intuitive mind are where it is all at. It is, it's that. And, and you could tell like this lady, she wasn't happy. And, and, and Brooks hitting this right on the head. Like this lady didn't feel happy about what she was doing. She yeah. just felt like she had to do it. It was the right thing. Felt like yeah. it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But didn't feel happy about it. But it's like, oh, but this is what we do. You take care of your own. You take it, you know, you. But yeah, but inside she knew it. Yeah. And they probably had a different path and a different life that their soul was here to experience. Exactly. And and yeah. I'll tell you, up above, they, oh my gosh, they harped on it. They were like, you are not. You are taking something from these souls that were meant for them to experience and you have to let this go. And, oh, I even tried to, (laughs) I even tried to get her, get her to uh, let me adopt her. And it's interesting. What is so interesting. Oh my gosh. I just realized this prior to that happening. I kept, they kept saying, there's a, there's a daughter coming to you. There's a daughter. You're going to have a daughter. And I'm like, what? Like, what? What's going on? And it's so crazy. I did. This is just coming to me right now. After that session, I literally called this lady and I said, listen, if you're interested, I will adopt the kids. I'll take them. And I even said, I will even, because I felt it in my heart. Yeah. And, and at the time I, and, and I, they kept, they kept telling me there's a daughter coming, but think about that. That woman just robbed those kids from us taking them. Yeah. And, and she, so, so she took potentially took a lesson from me for adopting a girl, uh, another child, actually three of them and, and took the kids from the opportunity of, and I even said, you can even see the kids like you'll you'll see them. So, wow. Think about that. That's, uh, that's, it's hitting me even more right now. That, wow. That's pretty crazy. And I mean, and I do believe that, you know, a path will still, you know, open up or path will still be made, but I feel like it's easier and better when we can see that from the beginning. Yes. You know, we can see it ahead of time. I mean, a path is still going to be made, you know, everybody is still going to be okay, but you know, you look at your heart is somewhere else when it's something you genuinely feel, you know, it's like he used, you know, Chris used the example of, you know, coming home to meditate for the hour, but you feel guilty, you know, to not spend time with your family. So you don't, well, you know, and then here, maybe you ended up coming home and like yelling or just being a little like grumpy for like three hours with your family to where if you had taken that hour and got yourself in a better space, Mm-hmm. Then you would have had those other two hours of quality time that evening to where everybody's feeling better and the energy's a little bit better, you know? So this lady beings, it wasn't what her soul felt. Maybe she's not even, and she, it can be the sweetest person ever. She could be the most lovely lady ever, but because it's not what her soul felt, she might find herself getting bitter at times with the children or getting cold at times with the children because it wasn't her soul's choice, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
you feel that. I mean, when you resist it, when you resist the calling of the intuition of the soul, you feel it in a not yeah. necessarily good way, you know? Oh, there was another one where I channeled for this woman and they said, she said, um, she was uh, seeing this guy and she was saying, is this, you know, is this the relationship, you know, that I should pursue? And they were like, no, not at all. Yeah. Do not go in this direction. And she was like, well, you know, kind of making up excuses. Like, well, what if I, you know, what if it's just kind of like a friends with benefits kind of thing? And they were like, if you go in this direction, we are going to find a way to get you to, to leave it because yes. we need to get you back. You, if you do it, you're going to potentially miss an opportunity that we're going to present for you. That's going to align you with your path. Yeah. And that, so we're going to have to find another way to get you to see where you need to be. And if you go here, we're just, that's, we're going to have to find another way. So yeah. Yeah, because they start using just simple emotions, you know, to help guide you and those emotions will get stronger, but we have to be able to recognize why those emotions are there. I have a young friend who is, in, you know, us on the outside can see things a whole lot clearer than people that are in the situation can. And me being on the outside, I see the issue. It is a relationship. Of course, I've, you know, she asked my opinion. I give it to her nicely. I don't ever say like, hey, you should be, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, I don't attack her. But like, I will nicely, you know, if she asked my opinion on the relationship, I give it to her. Well, she's having a really hard time in life right now. She has been very depressed. She has been very, very down, very upset. Um, so she's blaming her job. You know, she's, yeah. so she's going to switch jobs. She's blaming oh, her. Wow. You know, she's unhappy because of her job. Now yeah. from the outside, I know that's not why she's unhappy. Yep. So, okay, let her change jobs. Cause she's going to see this feeling is not going to go away, yep. but she's putting it on the job right now. Mm-hmm. So, and then she also just experienced a great loss in her family. So now she's taken those emotions off the job. And now she's put them into this loss right now. She's blaming all these emotions on this loss. And of course this loss was hard for her, but I see what's happening. You know, Mm -hmm. now you mentioned the relationship to her. She'll make 25 million excuses on why it's getting better and how great it really is and all this, but ultimately she's unhappy. And so until she switches the judge, switches the job and realizes that's not why she's unhappy. And until she, she's about going to grief counseling and all this when really it's the relationship that has that they're trying to get her to move from, but she's blaming everything else except for the relationship. (laughs) Wow. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. So maybe it will take her or, you know, maybe it'll take her, you know, changing the job. Maybe it'll take her working through the grief and realizing, hopefully, hopefully realizing someday that, Oh, it was the relationship, (laughs) you know, Yeah. but it's her journey. You know, that's why I say, it's not up to me to understand her journey. She's my friend. I support her. I love her. And, you know, she asked my opinion. I can give her some truth, but it's not my job to say, you don't understand. You need to get out of that. Like, even though she, it's not my job, it's her journey. Mm-hmm. I can help guide her gently with some words. I can give her some suggestions, but ultimately it's, it's their choice. Yep. You know? Yep. yep. Great advice. And, and, and that's the thing with Brooke and I, you know, we're not telling you guys any way is right or wrong. It's just simply, we're just telling you, Hey, if you follow the soul, you're going to find your happiness a little bit more easily. 
Right. I mean, that's, I was said this, um, I had a cousin asking me a lot about different aspects of um, spirituality and this, that, and the other. And um, so we talked about a few things he was interested in. And I said, look, I said, man, let me stop you right here. Mm -hmm. I was like, you can listen to me talk all day. You can listen to other people talk all day. But I was like, you already know all of this. Mm -hmm. All of this is in your soul. And so whatever it is that you have to do to get quiet enough to listen to your soul, that's what it's all about. That's what you got to do. Hey, freaking men. Because you already know. We all already know. We just have to listen to it and make the time to hear it. Yep. 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 Absolutely. I think. Yeah. Cool. That's that is that. Mm -hmm. Unless you've got some more going on. No, 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 no. I'll go ahead and channel actually, if that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I always like to leave time with like sometimes they just give us like some great points. Other times I feel like it's stuff that we can elaborate on a little bit. So I always like to have a little time. Yep. grateful we are my children to be yet again in your presence for we are working diligently on the behalf of all of you to ascend as we are communicating at this moment during great transitional periods in this realm and yes Brooke is correct there are much transitions that are still occurring much more to come as well but we are here to inform you that it is moments of truth that are residing within you, yes, that are so prevalent in your feelings that we reside and are nudging you correct in the correct direction, in the direction in which your soul is meant to move. And for that, we are grateful. It is these moments of knowing, knowing of where you are meant to go or knowing what is and will assist with creating even more happiness within you for we tell you now all the happiness that is needed is already within you but there are certain aspects of this realm that are needed to help along the path of growth and this is where the intuitive mind does come in it is these nudges these subtle moments of knowing that you have hold within your heart space that will allow you to fully aligned and we do tell you that these moments are repetitive as indicated here today these are moments that we continuously bring upon all of you to help assist you on your path for the path is not fully revealed all at an instant it is simply acknowledged with every step and every step is gleaned a new step and for that we are so grateful We tell you now that the entire pathway forward is not what these steps are meant to acquire. Each step is meant to build upon the belief system in your heart space that we are present with you and assisting you on the path. It is not meant for you to take a step and for you to know the every step forward in its infinite wisdom of what is going to proceed forward. What we tell you is that each step forward presents you with an opportunity of true wisdom and belief system. And with that step, another step is then revealed. But what we tell you is not revealed is the entire pathway. That is not. 
the entire pathway is not revealed until it is accomplished. And it is only accomplished with the movement of every step, my children. And this is something to be very wise about wisdom and taking the step and trusting your soul, its guides, and our influence from above are very helpful as you proceed. But the belief system and the trust in our guidance system is crucial to your growth. It is this guidance system. It is our energetic entwining with your heart space soul that allows for this trust to be developed. And we ask you to step into alignment with true trust and faith in who you are, not only as a physical being, but as a spiritual soul as well. And knowing that our presence with you is eternal. There is no separation and we are eternally there with you, walking each step alongside of it. But it is you, my children, that must make the step on your own. And thus we shall be there to assist in, in taking the next step. We do not take the step for you. We offer you guidance in in the direction at which you should go. It is up to you, though, in order for the decision to be met, made, and thus the step forward be taken. And this is imperative. It is not with our hand-holding. It is simply with us allowing you to feel our presence, knowing that we will always be there, but not necessarily taking the step with you, for you. And for that, we are so grateful. We are always there when needed to call upon for our assistance, yes. But the steps must be taken by you and by you alone, my children, Archangel Michael speaking. And we are so grateful for these opportunities of connection. Be at peace in your hearts, and we are grateful for these moments of communication as well. For it brings about great wisdom to not only your physical, but also to your soul, the spiritual self that resides within you. And we are grateful for all of this. Thank you. Go in peace, my children, and enjoy your evenings. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, I mean, there you have it. Like, we all want to know how the story ends, right? <laughs> it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Mm. Nothing about what we're doing right now has to do with what the end is. The journey is what it's all about. As hard as it is, and we all want to see how this movie ends, but you got to watch the whole movie. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I mean, really, that's, that's all there is to it. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So just... You know, and I think some of us, because we realize we're in a time right now, we realize something is different about the time we're in right now than even like say 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And I think we are all just so bent on seeing how the story ends right now that we're missing out. Mm -hmm. Then, And I'm, I'm to blame also. And we all need to take a step back and remember that we are still here. And we are still in this journey. And I really think this journey is going to get really good. But we have to stop looking at that destination and just keep here moment. Now I'm not even going to say day by day. I'm going to say moment by moment. Mm -hmm. And just enjoy every step of this journey. Exactly. It takes a lot With of the hard days, mm -hmm. man, the hard days are you are. I know you're seeing them. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing it in people. I, 
I'm not saying this is easy. This is not easy. It, I think right now it's almost even harder for ever for everyone because we're so aware. Mm -hmm. There's so many people that are so aware right now that something's going on that that makes it all the more, you know, kind of we get so frustrated at times and there's so much going on. But now more than ever, just do your best moment by moment and make the best decisions in each of those moments that you can. Mm -hmm. yeah. Enjoy this journey. It's uncomfortable. But enjoy okay. the uncomfortness, <laughs> the uncomfortability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of peace there for sure. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Well, thank Good you. Good stuff. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Oh, Chris, you have um two mindfulness meditations up, I noticed, on the uh, channel. Oh, no, I have, I think, nine total. Okay. So, so but... Like if you go to the channel, like there's like two right before a two podcasts from now. Oh, so yeah. I didn't get a chance to check them out yet, mm -hmm. but um, I keep saying I'm going to at night. I keep saying I'm making time for that and I don't. So I got to get some headphones and make some time for that. Yeah, I just put up uh, two or three. Actually, I just put up uh, about a month ago, I think. But yeah, if you if you go to the website, open to energy dot com, open to energy dot com. Um, there's a podcast tab and at the bottom of the podcast tab, there's a link to every one of the meditations that I have up there. I thought to say this because when it comes to doing um, guided meditations, you really have to be comfortable with the voice that's talking to you. You know, like sometimes like some women's voices might have a certain frequency that you're okay with, or some men's voices might have. And I hear a lot of people say, Chris, they like your voice. <laughs> so if you like Chris's voice, let him guide you in meditation. Awesome. I know. <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> that. That's all. all right. That's all oh. I got. Good stuff. Well, thanks, bro. Appreciate you all. And thank you all for listening. Appreciate all of you. Hang yeah. in there, everyone. Hang in there. <laughs> we're in there together. Yes. We're holding this together. Yeah. Reach out if you have any questions at all, please don't, don't hesitate. We're there for you. Yeah. Yes. All right. Have a good night. You too. Take care. Yeah.